Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. Radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we'll discuss All Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter. We'll get into the discussion of what's gone on over the past week or so with the shooting of Alton Sterling, Philandro Castile, uh, and the five Dallas Police Department, uh, five Dallas Police uh, Law Enforcement Officers. Um, We'll get into that, the politics surrounding it, the stories behind it. Uh, try to have a serious discussion about all of this, because a lot of times we get so emotionally charged and we want to be heard to the point that we're not listening. And there are valid arguments to be made on both sides. It's a matter of incorporating both of those uh, arguments and finding a medium where we can all adapt that to our lifestyles and move forward. But we choose not to do that. We choose to listen to the media, which is very divisive in um, its tactics. And technically, yeah, I'm part of the media, but I'm not telling you to pick one side or another. I'm just telling you, giving you different opinions and information so you can think for yourself. That's something that we seem to lack in this country these days, the ability to think for ourselves. We look to TV and social media to tell us how we should be. And it's about time that we decide to take the information that we get, use some discernment, and make a decision based on common sense and logic more so than what emotionally sways us. All right. Now, I have to apologize in advance. I do have a slight cold. Um, I was in Dallas for the weekend around um, a bunch of kids, and, you know, I caught something one of the kids had, and so I apologize if I sound a little stopped up, but I am going to try to 
power through this because uh, I do think this show is important. But first of all, for those who may be new to the show, let me explain how all of this works. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 614 starts right after a word from the Genesis of Quay from Smashwords.com and TheCrystalShow.com. Quave. It has the potential to cure all mankind's problems or destroy him completely. It could solve global warming, cure cancer, or turn the earth into a ball of glass. The newest thriller novel by John Parnell, The Genesis of Quave, is available through your favorite online or in-store retailer. And listeners of the station can now download The Genesis of Quave ebook for free. Go to Smashwords.com and use the coupon code PZ22T at checkout between now and August 31st. This wild thing, and you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, The Crystal Show. I might get your phone played on the radio station. I might get your phone played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about The Crystal Show. Let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp's perspective with Eminem himself. Stream the podcast that will air every Thursday and Saturday. Hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast. See you there, baby.
right. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com and my thanks to the Genesis of Quave, a book by John Parnell. You can check it out over at smashwords.com. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And tonight we're going to get into the discussion of what's kind of transpired over the past 10 days or so uh, with police shootings and police being shot. Um, It's been really tense across the country as of late. Um, I was actually in Dallas when um, the five officers were gunned down. Uh, So I was very close to that situation. I actually talked to a few people who had comments about it. Unfortunately, none of them wanted to go on record. But uh, it was very tense out there, okay? And it's like that across the country. So I felt like, you know, once again, we need to have a a discussion about solutions. I know people always want to say it's time to start the conversation, but start the conversation with who? You know, when when Obama says that, who is he talking about? Uh, We've been starting the conversation for decades now. And I think it's time to actually come up with some sort of solution. And in order to do that, you have to hear both sides, find out what information works from both sides, and come together with an agreement of how to move forward. And unfortunately, because of emotions, we can't ever get to that point. So my show legends do a great job of getting their points out, and you hear things from different angles. And you can disseminate the information and take things the way – that uh, you want to take them and make your own decision because that's what I encourage here is for you to make your own decision. That's why it's all about you, the listener, and not about me, the host, which is why I call the show Talk to Q instead of Listen to Q because this show is not about me. So with that being said, I'm going to go to the phone lines to the Motor City of Detroit and welcome on the author, the hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. What's going on, Chris? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Okay, cool. Go see the doctor. <laughs> to the 517 area code, I'm sorry, the 910 area code I go, the Tar Hill State of North Carolina, but he makes his way through the Lone Star State of Texas. The man who plays the doctor on the radio, Dr. Willis. What's going on, Whip? What's up, Q? What's up, Crystal? And uh, I'm back in North Carolina now, so, uh, you know, <laughs> you, we, I'm repping that 910 again. Okay, okay. The Tar Heel State. Nothing wrong with that, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. good, man. To the 732 area code I go, to the Garden State of New Jersey, to bring on the show enforcer, my man Ray. Ray, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, Q, Bobby, Crystal? How y'all doing tonight? Doing well. All right. And to the 813 area code down there towards uh, the Orlando area in a little call, town called Tampa, where well, it's not really little. I welcome on Dre, who's not a show legend, so he doesn't have his own theme music. But Dre, if you want to sing yourself on, you can, man. What's going on? Okay. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, folks? What's going on? Um, before I, I have to say this because I'm I'm looking at the All Star Game, right? 
And uh-huh. why does why does Fox have the audacity to actually do a show called Lethal Weapon? That's um, um oh they're going to bring the movie to TV. They're bringing the movie to TV. Damon Wayans is playing Riggs, and some other guys playing. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Damon Wayans is playing Murtaugh. Some other white dudes playing Riggs. Oh, okay. Oh, Perfect timing, huh? Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, it looks like okay. Yeah, I'm I'm going back to Netflix because I can't do this. Okay, interesting timing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. I also have a caller from the six one five area code that's holding. Um, if you want to chime in, just press one, and we'll get you on. So first things first, Crystal. I will start with you. A lot's happened over the last few days, but it's been a matter over the, I guess from what I've seen on TV, it's been all lives matter versus black lives matter. When someone screams black lives matter, someone screams all lives matter, and people are left dazed and confused. Who do I side with? Um, But I think that a lot of people have the idea that means something that it probably really doesn't. So why do you think some people assume that all lives matter means that you hate blacks and black lives matter means that you hate cops? Well, I think they think that all uh, that black lives matter means you hate whites and everybody else. So, um, and cops just happen to be thrown in there. But um, I, because first of all, to answer your question, because people are idiots. That's why, you know, and people people like to, you know, group themselves together and get into cliques and um, decide that they are important because of the group that they are a part of, whether you're white, black, or whatever. So that's, you know, that's why. The, um, of course, Black Lives Matter is directly supposed to be about um bringing attention to the, you know, the atrocities that occur in the black community and from others or from whites or the establishment or whatever. Um, And All Lives Matter is saying that, you know, yes, that is bad what's happening with blacks, but there are other people in the country, and so it's talking about everybody. So I think the, the verses... Um, is ridiculous to um, have it like that because, again, now yet and still you have yet another thing to argue about, which you're arguing about the name of a movement. <laughs> it's like a ridiculous, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. But, um, but again, people are idiots. That's my opinion. Okay. And, Dr. Willis, what do you think about it? I mean... Of course, all lives matter, you know, that that's a true statement. All lives, you know, do matter. But, I mean, to me, saying all lives matter at a Black Lives Matter event is the equivalent of screaming my mom had skin cancer at a breast cancer rally. I mean, what is it really helping by saying that? I don't think it helps anything. I think that these guys, uh, the people who come up with it and who are perpetuating it, they, um, they realize that it, it uh it relegates the Black Lives Matter uh 
hashtag, whatever you want to call it, to, to almost nothing. And that's why they're trying to push for it. They know that it's a slight against that. Uh, if if it was all lives matter, and that would suggest that everybody's getting killed and equal equal and alarming rates. That's not the case, and they know that. So what they do though is that they try to belittle that movement by coming up with this one. And so, um, and what people don't understand is Black Lives Matter is a targeted uh, uh, movement. You know what I mean? And they catch flags for you, even from black folks, because you'll get black people. You know everything that pops up. Oh, what does Black Lives Matter now? You know, and they don't understand it's a targeted movement for a certain uh, type of, of, of atrocity that, that is committed against our community. Uh, so so it's not, they don't have anything to do with it about All Lives Matter. They just, it's, it's, it's the, uh, it's an under, uh, what word I'm looking for? It's, it's just a way to under, under um, undercut the Black Lives Matter uh, name just to uh, belittle it and to relegate that movement to almost nothing. And so it's a tactic, basically. Okay. And so I, I get that. I get that. And I'm on Facebook. Danielle chimed in from Monroe, Louisiana, and she said, some of the actions of the movement may have caused people to question the entire movement. So, Ray, let me ask you about that. Has there have been some dealings with Black Lives Matter that have been questionable or maybe corrupt, and that's caused people to doubt it as well? Uh, yeah, I think if you tell the truth about it, yes, of course. I mean, I think that you can't have radicals leading anything. And if you have somebody that's radical that wants to fight or wants to kill people and all this and that, you're going wrong. Now, when Martin Luther King them did it, they tried to do it the right way, and they got further doing it the right way. People want to disrespect Dr. King and everything, and they want to go out fighting. Okay, well, you have to first, you have to organize, and you have to get an understanding. I don't believe you can get an understanding if everybody's talking and nobody's listening. And that's what I think is, is happening. Now we, everybody, nobody wants to talk about what are we going to do about us killing each other? Everybody keeps talking about, well, the, the police and the police, yeah, we understand. It's a lot of injustice going on in the streets. That is agreed. But at the same time, when you say black lives matter, we the only people on earth who can't control our own people. You got Italians, Jews, anybody, Indians, they control their own people. We the only people out here don't don't control our own people. And then we say, well, look at the police and look at this and look at that. Yeah, it's wrong, but all lives do matter. It's not right for the police to kill these guys. It's not right for guys to kill the police, and we're going to tell the truth about it. Now, we can say, well, oh, well, eye for an eye and all this stuff. Well, we're going to tell the truth about it. We ain't 22, we 40-something. So... My thing is, is we all need to find a way to work together. And then, I mean, I'm not going to get ahead of the show, but that's what I'm going to say. And okay. take it question by question. Okay. And, Dre, what do you think? Um, I mean, do we get away <clears throat> from black on black crime? I mean, I have my theories on, on what, was, what Ray was talking about, but what do you think about that? I mean, I personally, I 
I think the only reason why everybody talks about black on black crime is because of the fact that it's the most publicized. I'm going to even go off, uh, I'm going to go and venture to say that there's Italians killing Italians, there's, there's Irish killing Irish, there's Greeks killing Greeks in the United States. I just think that because of the fact that the black America is so polarizing in, at any given time. I mean, whether it's a sports figure or if it's, you know, Black Lives Matter movement or, or you know, cops getting killed or, or, or black folks getting killed. The fact that we, the fact that they just automatically look at us because I'm almost willing, I'm almost willing to bet if this was a Italian Lives Matter, they'd look at it like, well, how come there's always Italians killing Italians? Look at the mafia. So, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't buy that. I mean, I really think that, yeah, I mean, there is black-on-black crime. We're aware of black-on-black crime because, well, we're a part of it. So we see it all the time. But that still doesn't justify anybody killing us unjustly. That still doesn't, to, that still doesn't to warrant a man's life being taken when he was trying to comply. That still doesn't warrant a man's being, life being taken when he was given permission or to, to do to be in front of an establishment or a kid just walking home or a guy, you know, and I can go on and on, but I mean, I, just because of, just because of the black on black crime in America, that does not negate what's been happening with law enforcement and how we feel that we've been unjustly treated. Okay. And the only difference I say, I really see between the two and it's black on black crime is is important uh, and it shouldn't be an issue however uh, cops are paid for, to protect and they have a legal obligation to do so and also black people go to jail when they kill other black people and cops don't so I think that's mm-hmm. the main difference if cops were going to jail I really don't think that we would have the uprising that we have because someone will be paying for the crimes but the fact they can shoot people and get away with it I think is a huge difference in all of this. Let me go back to the phones to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring, the Buckster. Buck, what's going on, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Buck. Doing well, man. And before I, I go to you, Buck, let me go to another caller from the 615 area code, the Nashville area. Caller, what's your name? Hey Q, this is old school, man. Old school, I knew it was you, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you? Doing well, doing well. It's been a long time, bro. And I'll get to you yeah. in, in just in just a minute. And there's another caller holding. I'll get to you in a moment. And Buck, let me ask you this: Has the media, be it TV, radio, or social media, created the divide between all lives matter and Black Lives Matter, or or, or are just people just filled with hate? I think it's a, I think it's a combination of both. You got to look at the media, for example. Um, they're part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. And the reason I say that is a lot of times when you have black on black crime, or you have a police officer that takes takes another um, uh, Afro American's life or whatnot, they always get the dumbest, the most ignorant person on the planet. Unfortunately, maybe black also to talk about the incident or the media glor- glorifies the situation 
to make it look like it's just, you know, they blow it out of proportion. You know, and it's it's that's part of the problem. Um, you know, we need to find solutions to these problems. I mean, we have to at first we got to look at ourselves first. And the reason why some, you know, we're a, we're a cause of a lot of it as well because there is a unfortunately, you know, we're stereotyped. You know, we we come across as aggressive. We come, you know, we come across as, you know, you know, defiant and things of that nature. So when an officer, you know, we get pulled over or whatnot, they all they already, you know, thinking about pulling the gun, you know. So it's it's an unfortunate chain of events, you know. But you know, we have to look at ourselves first. We also have to look at the at the system itself um, to make the changes that are necessary, making sure that we're not getting. You know, they need to be evaluating the officers that are being, you know, put in these positions. Um, a lot of a lot of the officers that are making making these, these poor judgments are young officers. There's not too many of them that are old older officers. They're younger, you know, with under the ten year mark. Not saying that that's all of them, but a majority of them are. So it's something we've got to take a look at. And make sure their psyche is is straightened out. And I mean, there's a lot of things we got to really look at. You know, in this, but you know, that part the media is part of the problem. All right, all right, and on Twitter, King Merriweather chimed in and shouts out to him. I have to apologize. I told him the next time out, the next time I went out to Dallas, I would holler at him because he's in the Dallas area, and I slipped my mind. So I'll be sure to try to catch up with you next time, bro. But King Merriweather said the the media. Uh, is a problem. He says that you see the media coverage on white guys shooting cops in Michigan has been almost non-existent. And he's referring to the guy in Michigan who shot the two bailiffs uh, yesterday. Now, this is my first time finding out the guy was white. I did not know that. Uh, But I do know of the shooting of the two bailiffs in Michigan. And uh, they did take down and kill the shooter. And old school, let me ask you, man, uh, as far as Latinos are concerned, man, I mean, Latinos also have a high rate of police brutality against them. Shouldn't they be part of the discussion as well? I mean, do I mean should the black does the Black Lives Matter movement cover all minorities, or is it just specifically for black people? Uh, I'm gonna say it's specifically for black people. I mean, it says Black Lives Matter, so let's stay with that. I mean, I, I feel for the Latinos. I know they go through a lot, but blacks uh, have been in this country a whole lot longer, and they've been through a whole lot more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we, 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 we've been through slavery. We've been through all kind of stuff, man. The U.S. was made off of the black man's back. Now, you you can look at what you want to, but they look and say we lazy, but we built America. True. But they don't give us credit for it. They don't give us credit for it because this is a white man's country. And I don't I don't know how many of y'all watched the view, but I watched the view yesterday and Joe Joe Bayhire said something to me and she said white people in this country are privileged and they always have been privileged, but yet they don't understand how privileged they are. Because they look at the black man situation and they say, Well, you know, we got it rough but ain't nowhere like the white man. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. And just real quick, I mean you're in Nashville, you kinda you're still in the south, but um, you're a little further up north than than I am. What's the climate like there? Is there tension? 
it, it is tension, but the tension hasn't reached the boiling level yet. But we we've been having some rallies around here, and we blocked a little traffic here and there. But the point is, we need to come together. And and I want to say this real quick. This this is, I want to agree with you what you just said about the police not being scared because they're not being punished. They can go kill whoever they want to because they're not worried about going to jail. You know right. what I mean? How many cops have we seen do this and none of them get – some of them don't even get prosecuted. They they say it was a self-defense, so throw it out of court. So, You're right. You know, You're right. I, I, we, we, they got a way, the police have a way to go. We don't have a way to go. They need to start respecting us more. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't show us respect. I mean, just like I, uh, Joy said, a white person will go into a store – they ain't got to worry about nothing. The black person going to a store, they got to worry about being followed, being uh, being uh, thought of they're they going to steal something, you know what I'm saying? Right. But white people don't go through that. They can go anywhere and feel privileged. They know they can do anything that they feel like doing without anybody saying anything to them. But black folks have been taught, we can't do that. Right. And I, and I, think I, I mean, I don't want to take up a lot of your time. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I think that's a good point because I think that's part of the problem with the divide in this country. When you have a group of people who don't experience something, then they don't understand it when it's brought to them. You know, if, if right. they hear a black person complain about being followed in the store, they're going to be like, that's ridiculous. I've never been followed. But the concept right. of they've never been followed because they're white doesn't really resonate with them. And, Not at um, all. Yeah, but I guess we lived so. it from birth. Point. We lived from it from birth. We talk from our parents, and I know y'all, all y'all have to respect the police, respect everybody. My mom taught me respect everybody. I don't know about you, right? Not just the police, right. black, white, everybody deserves the same respect. God all put us all on this planet, and we all come from the same spot. So we need to treat each other a whole lot better than what we do. No doubt, no doubt. Let me go to the three four zero area code play a theme song. I don't get to play all that often for this particular show, Legend. And welcome on my man from the Virgin Islands, Archie. Well, I'm assuming this is Archie. It could be Mashibi. I'm not sure. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Archie? All good. Archie, does Black Lives Matter down in the islands, man? I mean, is there any type of Disdain towards police or any type of, uh, I, I guess, civil unrest going on in, in the in the VI. Well, down here, as far as with the police, it's different because you know this is it's a primarily black community, like eighty-five, ninety percent black. So it's not really it's not a matter of it's not it's not a matter of you know racial you know Black Lives Matter. Down here, it's really a, a civilians against the police type of mentality because we do have those crooked cops as well. Okay. So okay. For, 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 from from my perspective, it's it's the the idea of racial profiling is almost foreign to me. You know, so when when I look when I look at people like you're saying stuff like you know. Being followed in the store, it's like, wait, what? Why are you? Why would people follow me in the store and say like, oh, it's because you're black? Like, what does that have to do with anything? But being being a person who I've been I've been to the states, I've traveled a lot, so I have experienced that sort of thing. A lot of people here have experienced experienced that thing. For us, the racial prejudices comes in the form of gentrification, where people from the mainland move down here 
and you know they buy up areas of the island and they you know raise the right. prices. They try to they try to basically own the beach sort of thing. You know there be places where we would go swimming all the time. Sometimes bring up next thing you know oh we're gonna build a condo here and now you can't swim at the beach anymore. You know so that's that's the way we've all we look at the racial racial tensions most most times. But as for with like the Black Lives Matter. We we don't experience it in that way, but we fully understand it because at some at some point we we've, we've all experienced that. Okay, all right. So interesting perspective. I've always wondered what it was like in certain areas. So uh, that's definitely um, interesting to find out. Uh, Crystal, let me go back to you for a second. Uh, the Dallas police chief. And his name escapes me right now uh, But he talked about How he wanted people to come forth With information To find the Dallas shooter You know when they were looking for um, At one time four, four snipers And so the whole Stop snitching policy thing Came up where you know It's something that they do in a lot of black communities They have a stop you know, No snitching policy and Police have this name for this no they never snitch on other cops whenever one is involved in the incident. Is that, you think, the number one reason that black communities distrust cops because they don't snitch on each other? No, I don't think that's the number one reason. I don't think that has... I mean, it's natural for, again, groups of people who are alike and together, whether you're a family or part of the same culture or whatever you are, um, you tend to stick with your own, and especially when it's a crisis situation. So you tend to not want to snitch or whatever uh, on on someone within your own group. I think that's a, that's a natural thing that people do on a normal basis. It, but, you know, um, so I, I can see how cops would stick together, you know, and I see how, you know, blacks in a certain community or whatever would stick together and not, Snitch on others. So, I, I, but I don't think that's why um, blacks feel distrustful of cops. And I don't think really that has too much to do with it. I think it has to do with, you know, the way they're treated. I don't. And if if everything was fine, you know, and we didn't have all these kinds of um, violence that erupts, uh, unjust um, situations with cops, then. I don't think it would matter that, you know, when you heard something about a cop not rolling over on one of their teammates, it'd probably be like, oh, well, of course. <laughs> I won't, I, neither would I. I mean, you know, it's not, I don't think that's the issue. Okay. Dre, what do you think about that? Uh, how do you feel about, say, for example, a black cop not snitching on a white cop that may have committed a crime against another black person? Uh wow. I'm gonna say it is. Um and, and my my cousin is on his second year right now on the on uh on the job down here in Tampa. Um and I'm just pretty God that he never gets in this type of situation ever in his career, but of course that's a long shot. But anyway, I sometimes I think of it from a perspective of I got to feed my family. 
as, as crappy as that sounds, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, folks got to feed their families. I mean, these guys make pretty decent money down here in Tampa. I'm not sure how much they make in the other states. But, you know, I think sometimes when he gets to a, a black officer not snitching on a white officer, if the white officer, you know, uh, shoots the black a black man or a black woman for that matter in, you know, in a miscarriage of justice or, or a, uh, uh, you know, a, whatever they call it now, a, not above and beyond was excessive force type stuff. I mean, sometimes I think they, they're going to, they're not going to say anything just because the blue wall is real. Just like the gray wall uh, at West Point, same thing. You know, so, I mean, I, I just feel like sometimes I, I think that, you know, when it comes to do I need to, do I want to keep my job or am I going to, like, lay my personal feelings aside just for this one time or two times or three times? So I still – I think it happens. Okay. Okay. Dr. Willis, uh you are part of a pretty big brotherhood yourself, being a, a member of the military. Uh, so I, I know you definitely have an understanding of this a, as well. well. Well, Dre does too. I forgot about Dre's military. But um, how do you feel about the whole? Do you protect your brotherhood over your brother, or I, I mean, how does that resonate with you? Do you agree with Dre that most people just want to go home and deal with their family and just pray for the other family? I think that um, I think that a lot of cops that see some wrong happening, I, I think you know, what I'm saying I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they want to do good, that they want to say something, they want to intervene, but when they don't, it's because they know the culture of their that precinct that they're a part of. They know that if they say something or if they do something, they could lose their job or they could you know they could be targeted or something. So I don't think it's just a matter of them wanting to just go home and be with their families. I think that it's 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 a culture that they know about and they know what would happen if they go against that culture that you know, that that esprit de corps that, you know, um uh, is 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 prevalent in that that precinct that they're a part of. So, you know, it it's it's I, I you know, I really feel like they want to do the right thing and they're just afraid not to. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like it's almost like the no snitching campaign. You know, you get people, they see things happen, they want to tell, but they're afraid. They're afraid, you know, they may get killed. They're afraid they may get assaulted right. or whatever the case may be. So it's no different with the cops, all right? And, um, and, the, and the problem also is that, it, you know, they get, a lot of, um, they get a lot of support from black folks also. You know, and, and what, what they don't understand is that you can be – against the bad actions of a few cops and not be anti-police. But a lot of folks don't understand that. They think that if you say right. something about that one cop or those two cops or four cops or whatever, you're doing something bad, killing, you know, unarmed people. And, and and notice that I said people, not just black folks, but killing unarmed folks. Then, you know, they think, oh, you got it out for all, all uh, cops. And so it don't help our cause, though, when we get, you know, black folks, especially like people like, you know, Sotomayor or whatever his name is, Sitchmayor, I know Sotomayor, 
and uh, and other folks, you know, those Negroes that want that scratch behind the ear or the pat on the head and say, hey, look, wait, man, I'm a compliant Negro. You know, I mean, it, it, that don't help the cause either. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, run and get your pat on the head. You know what I'm saying? Stay over there. We don't care. I'm, it's not about going out and shooting them up, bang, bang, or whatever the case may be. But when we're addressing that problem, it's not the time right then to talk about black on black. Black on black is being addressed. It doesn't get publicized because it's not glamorous. You know, those guys that are out there marching in Chicago, Chicago, they're, they're not getting publicized because it's not it's not sexy. But this whole thing with the cops, that's sexy. So so when these when you know when these uh, misguided Negroes come through and be like, you know, you know, let's talk about black on black right now. You know, that's fine. We could do that. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the issue at hand. This is the issue. We got people over there talking about that. If you want to talk about that, go to that section right there and talk to them about that. But it's hard. It's really hard to get your point across when they got ammo, when they got people on their side that's within our community, making it harder, you know, to uh, to correct the issue. Okay. Good points. And, Ray, um, during the whole Dallas Police Department shooting last week, um, a guy by the name of Mark Hughes, who was exercising his right to open carry, had an assault rifle, and he was um, among the protesters. And initially, he was named a person of interest, which is a fancy way of saying suspect. And his <laughs> picture got plastered all over the country. Well, really all over the world, because they even had tweets from um, parts of Europe um, about this guy. And so after they found out that he was innocent, uh, they never apologized to him, and they never even stated that he was innocent. They left his picture on Twitter 16 hours after the news media declared that the police uh, chief said he was innocent. And they told him that they would not recant at this time. Do you think they were wrong for, for first of all, posting the photo, which I guess you have to do, but I'm going to get your opinion. Do you think they were wrong for posting the photo? And do you think they were wrong for never saying this isn't the guy because he's still getting death threats to this day? Uh, my thing is, is um, if you go out there and you got a gun across your shoulder, because I watched CNN for like five hours, so I saw pretty much all of the coverage. You know, I'm not just somebody out here talking. And he can say, well, I got the right to bear arms and stuff like that. But why would you do that? And if somebody starts shooting and the shooter is black, if you tell the truth about it, he does fit the description of a suspect. Now, once they found out he wasn't the guy, they let him go. They could have started shooting at him. They didn't do that. And But I do think it's wrong that when they found out it wasn't him, not to recant what they originally said. Now, I want to say this, too. Every time you got somebody that's got a different opinion than a lot of Negroes out here, they want to start using words and names and this and that. I'm a person I'm going to say what my opinion is. And the only way to change my opinion is to make sense so you stop me from talking like that. I don't think neither one of them going to happen. So my thing is, if you bring a gun out in public and there is a shooting, 
I think everybody with a gun on their shoulder is a suspect. Now, I don't know if we're going to get into what actually happened with the shootings, but I would like to tell you what I saw. Okay, we can now, discuss that. Go ahead. Okay. Now, in New, New in Louisiana, if, he, if the guy knew he was dirty, he should have threw his hands up when the cops came. Why would you get in a dispute with a cop and you got a gun on you? To me, that's foolish. Now, I'm not saying that the cop should have shot him when he was on the ground, but clearly there was a scuffle. I couldn't see his right arm because he was underneath a car. But if you got a gun on you, why not say, okay, fuck it, I'm going to jail? You got to say that sometimes. And it's about the guy in Baton Rouge, right? In Baton Rouge, you got a cop out. Did they find a gun on him? Listen, from from what I understand, he had a weapon. I don't know if they found it on him, but the reason why he was there, the cops were there, was that a man made a phone call, say the guy pulled a gun on him. I don't know if that's a made-up story or if that's fact. But from what I understand, that's fact. Now, who knows? Did the cops pay a guy to say that? They could have. But my thing is, is why do you have a gun in the first place? Now, you can disagree. That's your right to disagree. But I'm telling you what I think about the situation. He put himself in a bad situation. Should he have been shot? No, I think they basically had him held down, but he was squirming, and I don't know if he reaching in his pocket or what he's doing. Shouldn't have done that. Minnesota, the guy was in the car. We don't know what happened prior to him getting shot. But cops rolling up on you, say, show me your license, drawing a gun. Uh, I don't know about that. Now, like I say, you ain't talking to somebody. You ain't never been stopped. You never been pulled over. Why would you ask the passenger for license? That makes no sense. Now, the film is rolling after the guy has been shot. Now, from what I understand, he was a great guy. You know, may you rest in peace, all the guys, including the police officers. But my thing is, is he said... He had a permit to carry. Okay, why do you have a gun now? We got to ask ourselves these questions, whether we like the outcome of it or not. I'm not saying that the cops are innocent. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if you are a guy and you caught in that situation, you would like everything to be put out on the table, not presuming, and everybody believe we saw this and we saw that. Let's look at what we actually saw. That's all I'm saying. If you don't like my opinion, ain't but two ways to change that. Stop me from talking like that or convince me otherwise. All right. And so, Dr. Willis, Dre, um, I don't know how you all are about open carry or Chris, I don't know how you feel about it. But I mean, you want to comment? Now, I, I'm going to go on record as saying that I, I saw the Baton Rouge video once, 
I'm not aware if they found a gun, but if they did, then please correct me. And I never watched the video in Minnesota, but from what I understand, the guy went for his license, and you know he was asked for his license, and when he reached for his license, he got shot. So, but if you yeah. all want to comment on that, the open carry law no. or whatever, go right ahead. Yeah, well, I want to comment, but uh, like the thing is, um, um, I don't understand why we can't have guns, why we can't open carry, why you know that don't make sense to me. Uh, you know, to say you know. Why have a gun in that situation? I mean, people have guns for various reasons. I mean, why not? Why don't question the other side? Why do they have guns? You know, that that don't make sense to me. Uh, as far as the guy in Louisiana, all right, uh, the, sto- the store owner who was his friend said that the guy uh, was getting robbed, so he got a gun to protect himself. So even if he did pull a gun on the guy that called the cops, maybe that guy was trying to rob him or trying to, you know, get him for his money or something. Who knows? That doesn't matter. But, see, here's a tactic that the police use that a lot of civilians don't understand. All right, when they get you down and they got their fucking knee in your neck and your head and they got you pinned down, you're not struggling to fight that damn police. You're trying to relieve pain. You're trying to alleviate some pain that you're going through. Anything that has to do with, you know, trying to shoot somebody or fight them at that moment, you're either trying to breathe or you're trying to do whatever. So your body's natural reaction is to try to get the motherfucker up off you that's on you. And see, and, and so for, and the police, they know this. They understand that. And so that that's why they use that tactic. So if they, if they, I guess if they feel like they need to shoot somebody, they can do it justifiably so, or at least seemingly justifiably so. So there's so many holes and grapples that you can use to get somebody down that you don't need to do that, but they but they won't do that. Okay, to the average civilian, to the average civilian, it looks like you're struggling, you're fighting back, but all you're trying to do is breathe or trying to alleviate whatever pain you're going through. Put, let somebody put that full weight with that knee on the dirty and that's what you All right, so that don't make sense. And then to say that we, you know, you shouldn't have a gun or why go out and open carry. It's an open carry state. Why wouldn't I want to have a gun, to, even if it's just to prove a damn point? We're in a peaceful rally. If I got my gun strapped across my shoulder, all right, Obviously, I'm not trying to do anything stupid, you know. So to say don't do that, to me, that that is crazy. That is crazy. I got rights just like they do. You know, when when, when we see videos of those motherfuckers with, with the guns actually pointing at cops and they don't get shot, nobody said nothing about that. But a, a black guy can walk in a, a peaceful protest with his gun strapped on his shoulder, you know, then it's a problem. So they, they know they shouldn't have posted his face without, you know, uh, doing some investigation or even more follow-up. That, that's just, that's asinine to me. And, um, you know, and we're on radio, so, you know, I'm not worried about trying to stop nobody from saying that. We, we can all see our peace. All right, Dre, you want to chime in? I, okay, I'm kind of torn about my, my, about my man in Dallas. I mean, the open is, is and is and I live in Fort Hood, so I know you don't mess with Texas. Period. I mean, this tech, the whole state of Texas is just like that. But you know, I personally, this is just my personal opinion. I, but while it's an open carry state, I think it should have been smart. Now, granted, he had it strapped to the, he had it strapped to his back. There was no round in it. There was no uh, no clip in the in the actual weapon at all. So, I mean, so to me, legally, the way I see it, being a military guy, he's not, I mean, he's, he's, he's in a safe position. He's in a safe mode because there's no, uh, there's no magazines in, in, in the weapon. 
Now, does a magazine weapon, then yeah, I just think, okay, yeah, he got a magazine weapon. But he didn't have a magazine weapon. So I don't think that they should have done that. But see, my thing, I guess I'm more pissed off at the fact they blasted this guy's face all over the world. Right. I and agree. the fact That's that crazy. this is him, this is the guy, this is it, this is what they're doing. And all of a sudden you found that it's not, they, he ain't get a, he ain't get a, my bad, my bad dog, sorry about that, oops, our bad. He ain't get, he ain't get anything. You're just like, oh, okay, you're free to go. Free to go? Fuck you, bitch. You just basically just put me all over the fucking news thinking I'm killing people. Pretty much. You know, so, so I mean, that that's what I think that's what pissed me off the most about my man in Dallas. Now, as far as the Baton Rouge... Uh, you think he's a cop killer. Uh, yeah, but see, you know, and again, you know, white people need to get a grip. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I mean, I just... I just feel like you know what they're looking. They're looking for any. It could have been fucking Gary Coleman, a picture of Gary exactly. Coleman, and he's like, "Oh, that's him! It's the what you talking about? What else got? He's doing it!" And they'd have been, you know, he he they'd have dug his ass up, take the embalming fluid out of him, put him up on a damn thing or a weapon. That's him, see? You can't trust him, and all of this stuff. So the cast you know, of different strokes did have a criminal record. Hey, you, you're right. Everybody except Mr. Drummond. <laughs> But I mean, bridges. But I mean, but like, now from what I understand, as far as like the guy in Baton Rouge, my man Alton, there was a, from what I hear, some homeless guy was was messing with him, or something, and he was like, you know, he probably want money or something, being stupid, being drunk. He's probably drunk, you know. But at the same time, you know. The man got permission to stand right in front of this other guy's store and sell CDs. Sell deep boot. He was a bootleg man. He probably had a whole bunch of Taliban shit in his damn thing. But <laughs> the <laughs> fact, <laughs> but the fact is that there was two videos that, from what I understand, there was a video that the lady that that the, the passenger took in the car, and then there was another video from a different angle. Where you can't That's see a weapon, you can't see a weapon or anything, and you see both his hands. So, and I, I think that's the one that, that I guess they tried to, to confiscate or something like that. And see, my, here's my thing: if if you really in, if you really are justified in your killing, why are you taking confiscating all that damn video equipment? Why why come we can't see the? Yeah, I said why come? Why come we can't see the, the footage? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they going to confiscate it all and use it and throw it into evidence? Why? Because it's all bullshit, bro. <laughs> That's why. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, now, I mean, granted, I, me personally, if I if I had a, a license to carry, I probably would not have carried my weapon to the protest in Dallas. That's just me. I'm speaking for me. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I agree with Ray on that because you're immediately going to be a suspect if something goes wrong. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna be smart about it. I'll show show my license, but I mean, I'm not gonna. I personally just, just me. I just okay. I gotta be smart. I'm going to protest. I'm going here for a reason. I don't want to add fuel to the already big ass fire that's in the middle of the city anyway. So, but that's just me. Now, I'm not. They still should have apologized. I mean, I'm talking about a public apology. A public written apology to that man because they, I mean, because as far as, it was, like you said earlier, he's still being 
accused of being a, a, a freaking mass murderer, a, a shooter. So, yeah. He, 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 well, he deserved a full project from the chief and the mayor. Chief looking like L.A. Reid. <laughs> and um, the Dallas Police Department chief has had his own um, incidents with law enforcement himself. His son was shot and killed by police. Um, granted, his son did have a gun, but uh, yeah, so he killed kind of somebody. On. Yeah, yeah. So, but that goes back to that blue, that blue he's saying the that other side of it too. That's like that goes back to that's two questions ago. Which you just that question you asked about what happens when you know when you got a black you know a black officer um, to me, I might have been a blue wall thing because he I mean he's chief I mean you don't get the chief by just sitting on your ass. Right. So, I mean, I'm probably he probably knows a couple of things that he probably had to shut his mouth up for just so he could be chief. Man, and don't say I think they like because he got a good job, man. That man doing his job. And if he was a brother, he wouldn't qualify. He wouldn't have a job. I'm not saying he's not doing his job. Obviously, he's qualified. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna give him that. Yeah. But I mean, I just feel. I'm, you know, I'm just being honest. I mean. The comment you just made, what did he do besides do his job? What did he, he do besides do his job? What he supposed to do, talk for the civilians? And then no. when the team down, what he supposed to do? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm. But you can't sit here and tell me that he probably has not seen some stuff that he had to keep his mouth shut about. The oh, blue, that blue wall is real. Of course. We all have seen something we got to keep our mouth shut about. Whether it's at work, whether it's family members, or, or whatever, you can't expect. What were he supposed to say? What was he supposed to say? I think he handled the job well. He spoke well. You know, he did what he had to do. What did he do wrong? I didn't say he did. I didn't say he did anything wrong. I didn't say he did anything wrong. I mean, he's he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's doing his job. I'm not saying he's doing it wrong. I oh, think what he did wrong when they blasted that kid. That's what that's what he did wrong. Talking about, oh, we, you know, we need to find him and and all that that type of language before he got any kind of damn um, um, evidence or any kind of proof of anything, man. You can't just put somebody's face on on TV if your state is an open carry state, and then just because he's a black guy and fit a description, you got to investigate that shit. I mean, before they even had, all they did was show him a photo, and and first thing he did was run with it and say, "We got to get that guy. We got to get him right now." And and anybody got information, we need to find him. Blah blah blah. I mean, he was a fucking suspect. He was, I mean, he was the guy actually before he became a suspect. Holy crazy! Listen, he had a gun on his shoulder that looked okay, like he had enough and? ammunition, or he had the the firepower. To pull off what had just went down, and if you see that picture, you ought to. He didn't have any ammunition. That's not a picture. He didn't have any ammunition. He had I a gun. I didn't that think he did. I see. It looks like he had the firepower to pull off what had just happened. Now I don't know what kind of gun it was. AR-15. Wow. AR-15. I don't care what side we on. We just got to look at the reasoning of it all. If you see a guy with a gun strapped on his back, 
that type of gun coming to a peaceful rally. It's just like, okay, if, if I come to talk to somebody and he got a gun in his waistband, that means he don't want to talk. He about business. If you got a gun right in his man, you might be right. But if he got a slung on his shoulder in an open, open uh, carry state, no magazine in, and it's a piece of protest, this guy ain't trying yeah. to lurk in the shadows. He's out there in the yeah. middle with all of them. He ain't got nothing to worry about. But do we have a picture of the back of the gun and all that? All the thing we see is a man with a gun strapped to his back. They, they showed several angles of this guy. That's how bad they wanted him. They just took. They probably taking them off now. But when they was, they mean, was going on, they had several angles. You gonna, you gonna see it your way. I'm gonna see it mine. But they didn't like shoot that. the guy. They asked him to turn over his rifle. He did. They treated him like a citizen. Now I saw him and his brother both was on there talking. Eminem, what's going on, bro? Oh, okay. What up, Q? What up, Radio World? Man, I wait for my Q, man. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> okay. And I've uh, got another call on the 601. Hit one if you want to join. And Eminem, you can chime into the discussion. Crystal, if you want to get into it as well. Uh, we were talking about what happened in Dallas. The guy, uh, Mark Hughes, who was open carrying and was named a person of in- interest, uh, which is another way of saying suspect and his face got plastered all over the world as being a suspect in the Dallas police department shootings. And yet when he was found innocent, they never went back on the air and said he was innocent. They never recanted anything. And his face was on the Dallas police department Twitter feed for 16 hours after he was cleared of all charges. And because of that, he still gets death threats to this day of a cop killer. So should there uh, be some type of formal apology and recanting? Um, and also, how do you feel about him having the AR at the rally? Was that a bad idea to carry a gun at a Black Lives Matters rally? Um, no, it wasn't because <clears throat> it's, it's more or less symbolic. You know, it's almost like it's, it's, it's one of them things like where, well, let me answer that two ways. Okay. Now, would I do it? No, because I, I understand who open carry is for. You know what I'm saying? Mississippi open carry state, but I still don't do it because so much shit be popping off, and the cops are already nervous and stuff. Um, and if they see a black dude with a gun, they're not going to look at you the way they look at, you know, some old, you know, 60-year-old white man. Ted you know, Nugent. With, with, yeah, Ted Nugent with his shit on. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> fucked up, but that's the way it is. And um, and I think uh, I really think okay, just say like prior to prior to what happened, you know, with the with the sniper situation, that was more of a statement. Like if you would have saw that, let's let just pretend like the the shooting never would have happened. It, it, the protest would have went on. That guy would have been kind of like it. It would have been symbolic or in your face, like okay. Okay, y'all don't have a problem with AR-15, but look how uncomfortable this makes people feel when you see somebody black with one walking down the street, you know. And the way stuff is happening, it will make anybody feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, 
they passing all these laws, but when, when minorities start doing it, it's never going to be treated the same. That's pretty much the same shit that happened in Baton Rouge, but just in a different way. Uh, open carry was made for white folks only. I'm just going to come out and say it. If you're black or Hispanic or anybody else, it's the law, but it ain't the law. You know, you could carry the shit on yourself if you want to, but every time you're going to get mislabeled, you, you, they're going to probably go ahead and shoot you and say, well, you know, that's another reason I don't carry a gun uh, because, number one, just like today, I just got back from practice, and, you know, if I had a gun, I'd have probably had to shoot a guy. It was some guys got to shoot out right in the middle of our damn football practice um, and shit. But were they, were they, were they black, cuz? Oh, yeah, all day. But the thing all is, day. right, but see, the thing is, though, the thing is, like, with open carry, just like right now, I'm a law-abiding citizen right now, but I can't take my shit and just walk around in the next county where there's, you know, like people who are not familiar with Jackson, 99% of everybody here is black now because most of the white people done left. And the white people here are cool as hell, the ones still live here. they more like hippies and shit. But you cross the county lines, even though it's the law, I know if something pop off, Shit, they go like, man, this nigga got a gun. He probably was the one who did it. They're not going to say, oh, man, this motherfucker teacher. They ain't going to give me the benefit of the doubt. So that's the downside of that. And that's what white folks got to understand. When I say white folks, and I'm not throwing everybody under the bus. I'm just saying it's figuratively as far as the powers that make the rules. They come up with these damn laws, especially in the South. They know goddamn well it's not going for every citizen. You know, this don't go for... A black dude with with with, with, with uh, four gold slugs and, and, and tats up on his head, you know what I'm saying? Or a white boy to look like that. It goes for you have to look like the down home country music listening to type of white dude in in a certain age group. But if anybody else got a gun, they looking at you like a suspect. So that's the part of everything that's never been a conversation way before all these tragedies happen is the fact that. Open carry never was meant for minorities because it don't work for minorities. You have to keep your shit in the house or in the car. They don't give a fuck if you got a permit or not. I can tell you that now. You know, um, I've been in multiple situations <clears throat> where <clears throat> I know damn well if I'd have had a weapon, they'd have went ahead and shot me. You know, I can put my hand on a stack of Bibles and say that's true, you know, but it, but because there's no weapon, you can't just go ahead and shoot me and then say, oh, man, this nigga, he, he, he frowned up at me and staring at me hard and shit like that. A lot of people don't like that type of shit. So, yeah, uh, I think most yeah, you people know. argue that um, open, open carry was, was created to protect themselves against black people, of anything. And um, I, I, have no, I, I have no doubt they shoot at you, Eminem. I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem looks like a militant. So. <laughs> Gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh more Talk to Q Radio show. Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net, and you're listening to the Talk to Q Radio show. No experts, just opinions. Alright, we're back. 347-202-0215 is the number. On the Top of Radio Show, looks like Dre has dropped off. 
So it's uh, let's see, I have all show legends on right now. We got Crystal, Dr. Willis, Ray, Eminem. Shouts out to my man Worm that was holding a minute ago. And hey, Dad, what was, up? Worm was on the line, Q. Yeah, yeah, he was on the line. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, back to the Dallas Police Department thing. And again, this is for. Anyone who wants to comment, I definitely want to hear Dr. Willis on this. It's, like I said, he is the resident military guy. The tactic to kill the suspect by using a robot to basically take a bomb to him and blow him up. I've never heard of anything like that before. I don't know if that's something that's been used before in the United States. Dr. Willis, I don't know if it's been used overseas. I mean, what's your opinion, everyone, on how that was done, the tactics? Uh, it's definitely one of the first um, uh, tactics used here um uh, continental U.S. Uh, it has been deployed, you know, overseas in places, but uh, it's definitely the first time here. And uh, that, that compelled me to believe even more so that this thing is a whole damn sham because you got to understand, all right, even even when they they claimed they had got the guy, they kept saying they kept saying reporting snipers with the S, right? Now and that's because a lot of folks were reporting that they were saying some people reporting you know cops were shooting people. Uh, of course, you know people are going to be making up stuff in a time like that, but you know you never know. And I could have sworn that one video that me and you were talking about one night, I could have sworn that was a cop when he turned his back. But anyway, uh, getting back to the point, the thing is. You got a guy who was a fucking carpenter in the fucking reserves. This dude only go uh, once a fucking month, <laughs> two weeks out the summer, and you telling me that he is that fucking good, you know, to do all these things they say, you know, and then come around after he get blown up, write a grueling damn message on the wall in his own blood after he got blown up. Come on now. I mean, I, I understand some niggas will fall for that. That's fine. You know, but what it was is they found a militant motherfucker who was probably, you know, uh, uh, by himself, didn't have much family. Uh, he fit the description that they needed. He was just angry enough, so they killed his ass. There would be no questions asked, and, uh, and, and and they did what they had to do. I think this whole thing is just a cover-up. It, it, was, a, it was a fucking operation to discredit BLM because BLM is, was uh, – was the ones marching that particular weekend, and it's not a it's not a secret that Texas hate BLM. Texas do not like Black Black Lives Matter. That that is no secret. So this hey, is the hey, perfect Bobby. opportunity. Uh huh. Hey, you ever seen uh, Loose Change Nine Eleven? Uh uh-uh. uh. You need to check it out. I will. I'll, I'll give it a good look. But they wanted to discredit this group. And this was the perfect time. So even if, you know, let's say uh, if I was down there at the time and I wanted to do open carry, I'm not going out there thinking that some shit going to pop off. That guy didn't think something was going to pop off. He just wanted to freaking make a statement. All right? So they they did that shit to get to um, get people to hate BLM even more so and to attack them and discredit it. It's, it's like the Black Panther Party. It's like freaking the Nation of the Islam. They are freaking doing a divide and conquer tactic right now, and it's working. But that guy, mm-hmm. you can't tell me. I've been in, uh, I've been in the military. You cannot tell me that a fucking carpenter, this motherfucker, he built roofs and shit. I mean, he, he got out there and, and, and uh, killed 
I know you know Bobby from from your uh you know your, your years in the service and you know I, I know you're still in the service because they showed this guy like he was training and studying like he'd never been trained before so I was just like when I first saw the information on the guy I thought it was too perfect I'm like so they found the blackest man in America wearing a dashiki right he had everything over the Fist pump like it's the sixth. Yeah, he had everything except <laughs> a bucket, bucket of chicken and watermelon, right? He was the stereotypical yeah. angry <laughs> black man. And then you they, blow him up they, so they. we can never speak to him or or, or have and any so, evidence. Man, why they didn't oh, blow them damn Arabs up to oh, shut up, uh, oh. shut up San Bernardino, man? What kind of shit was that? They had a full okay. shootout with them. So, but you know what? Those Arabs were actually part of a group, so that they they could prove that. They couldn't prove shit with this guy, so they wanted to get rid of any and all pieces, of, any chances of talking to this dude. And then, like I said, the only person that ever heard him say, I hate white folks and I hate, uh, and I'm mad at BLM, was the damn negotiator. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. If he was really mad at BLM and he was mad at all white folks, specifically cops, why wouldn't he just start shooting everybody? He was in the area that was right to take out even more than that. But, yeah. but he specifically take out you know what I'm saying, 11 fucking cops and kill five. Specifically now, and, and you were able to get to this damn, get to this library or wherever they finally uh, hold them up at, you know what I'm saying, in the process of doing it with people running all over the place now, all over the place, moving targets. Come on, I mean, a carpenter now. <laughs> I mean, see, now we're now we going to get silly. They went to the man's house where he stayed with his mama, they found all kinds of shit up in there. His mom never came on TV and said, listen, my son went in and out of that. He wasn't there that night. The SUV he was driving, all of that, that's too much of a coincidence. Is that him on the video? Well, that's up to people who know him best to determine that. Listen. You didn't hear what I just said, though. I said that he probably was. They found the perfect person. He probably was a radical who who hated them and all them bullets flying. Are you serious? And you freaking do a tactical assault like that? That freaking Navy SEAL would be required to go. Oh, so so you're saying they let the real guy go, and they found somebody in the crowd. And they dug up all this history and laid his body out there and said that that was him. Are you serious? I'm dead. I'm saying right now it's a fucking. Hey, Bobby, you ever seen Bobby? You seen Arlington Road? Listen, that's some bullshit. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. They convict me. A fucking car, a reservist. A fucking car. I mean, I look at a reservist. I tell you what. It's um it's one of those situations where everything just seems like it's too perfect. When you think about all the shootings we've had across the country, that that's why I to asked me, about they moving found all into the road, most evidence. It was just like that. They set up they found the most base. evidence in who, 24 who hours that I've ever seen for any case in the last 10 years. And, and, and Q, on top of this, I, I know I hate to jump in like this, but on top of it, what now? I, I honestly, I'll be dead honest. Now, Bobby got real specific about stuff because he, he know more how that go. But I kept saying, like, damn, man, a dude get killed for nothing in Baton Rouge, then another nigga get killed for nothing in Minnesota, then all of a sudden, police get killed. It's almost like perfect timing to water that shit down before the, you know, 
Because these millennials don't go for that shit. They ain't harming, they ain't saying nothing. They know these motherfuckers are ready to tear this shit up. But uh, but you got but you got to think about the, the the factors that it takes for you to pull some shit off like this, right? First of all, he he had to know it well in advance that Black Lives Matter was going to march down there. For one, he had to go and case the whole fucking area. He had to fucking plan his routes. He had to know uh 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 coordinates. He had to freaking map out where he was going to shoot, what elevated points he was going to shoot from, how he was going to get down and move around. I mean, all that shit takes some considerable planning. All right. So you gonna tell me at first moment to to add to the credibility of what you're saying? They specifically mentioned that this Black Lives Matter event was put on with like 48 hours notice. It wasn't much notice at all. Damn. (laughs) So all those people came to Dallas in 48 hours. Yeah. Man, them folks, them folks move. They got people all over the place. I mean, so somebody deal with the fact. That they found a whole lot of shit in his mama's house. I mean, somebody deal with that. I, I like oh, that's, that's, that's true. But the only thing that got me skeptical, I saw that movie Orange Road, even though it was based on the story. Of, they didn't say Timothy McVeigh's name, but it was yeah. Orange like, Road was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was real convincing how you could flip it over on somebody. <laughs> I'll tell. I even go a step further, right? Because I mean, you know, I mean, I'm in the cyber field. All right, the government. You know what I'm saying? They can, they can pick up you know, what we're talking about on our personal phone calls and things like that. I mean, if you think they scrapped that program, you got to be shitting yourself. All right, so let's say they picked up a, a, a phone call and hey, I'm talking to somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, this shit can be explained. All right, they probably knew that they got they got a guy they could pin this on. This motherfucker, he don't like so-and-so, so they know they're going to find some shit. All right, he was the perfect motherfucker. Because unless, let's say, if he was all there that they say he was, why blow that motherfucker up? They had him surrounded. They could have they could have had a sniper on the rooftop, shot him through the fucking head or whatever the case may be, weighed him out, smoke him out, whatever. He didn't have no hostages. So guess what? They could have freaking threw a damn uh, smoke grenade in there, smoked him out. They could have done anything to bring that dude out alive. And they chose not to. They as a matter of fact, it was so drastic they blew his ass up. <laughs> All right, that if that don't if that don't bring the memories of Michael Dorner I, and if you're, you're not familiar with his case, Google, look it oh, up. Oh, I know. They did the same thing. I was going there. Yeah, Michael Dorner was so There was no way Michael Dorner was going to be allowed to live. You, right. you're, talking about, you're talking about 48 hours. You're talking about 15 minutes. He got to get his, to playing all this out. Y'all saying, oh, well, oh, they got the bomb together. When did they have? How much time they had to think this out? Some bullets they just were flying. They practice this shit all the time. They practice this shit all the time, man. And I was in the military. We do simulated raids on houses and buildings. So we can go anywhere in the world and in a matter of minutes execute a fucking uh, perfectly planned raid on a building in, in minutes because we actually do that all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> the people who were there and they were black, was describing how this nigga was going off with his gun. Popping them. Bop, 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 bop. I never seen that. Yeah. On the cell phone. On the cell phone. But what confused me, though, they were saying they had one witness say the shot came from multiple directions. What was that about? Now now we don't. When you've got approximately, I don't know how many rounds going off out there, 
you can't tell where the shot's coming from. Yeah, because I know one black guy said, man, it was like 50 rounds and stuff. I was just like, yeah. you know. <clears throat> well, shit, maybe it was the man. echo between right. the buildings. I, I don't let know. Me, <laughs> let, me, let me look at it like, let me put it like this. All right, and you all can break down the information however you, you, you want. Okay, there were five cops that were killed, another six shot, right? All right, so right. once the first shot was fired, people started running. I don't know if you saw a helicopter view of this, but oh, I yeah, saw a helicopter. Oh, yeah, that, that was like roaches and stuff. Right, people were scattering like roaches. So for him to shoot those other ten cops means that he had to be up, you know, up high. He couldn't have been on the ground because people are running everywhere, right? So he had to be up high. All right. Then there was a video of a guy who ran up on somebody and shot a cop like point blank or something like that. And that happened on the ground. Now, I don't know how much longer that happened between the first shot and the last shot, but that happened on the ground. And the guy, when I initially saw the the, the footage, it was kind of grainy. I thought it was a white guy, but I can't really. It was a cop. It was a cop. <laughs> yeah, he also looked like a cop. Right. He also looked like a cop, the way he was dressed. And so... It went from being two two snipers to four snipers. Then all of a sudden, oh, it's this black guy who's a militant who has all this history of uh-huh. hating the police. It, it was too convenient. And, I, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's just hard to believe that out of all the killings we've had in the last decade, you have the most evidence you've ever found on anybody in 24, less than 24 hours. And then, and, and I can kind of speak pretty good on the on a certain tip without kind of just getting tapped by the government or whatever. But most time, shit like that don't be random anyway. It be strategic hits like like okay, like it was known there was a literal bounty out on on John Zimmerman. So if he got shot, nobody would be surprised. Well, certain people wouldn't be surprised anyway. But just random shit like that normally is not the backing of no kind of group. And then, anyway. let's talk about. Let me add one more thing, right? Because I thought this was the funniest. When I heard this, I really thought it was a joke, but I found out it was it was real. They said the suspect said to the police, you know, not on a, not on a Facebook video like people like to give their little confessions or, or, or whatever you want to call it. Stated to the police that he was upset with Black Lives Matters and poli- police shootings. He was mad at white people and wanted to kill white people, especially white officers. And then he stated, "I'm not affiliated with a with a group, and I did this alone." Who says that? <laughs> exactly. Nobody says but, but that. He, not even in the here's movie. Hey, here's something that's even more personal though. You saw the same video I saw with the guy in between the two pillars, right? The columns, right? So think right. about this. A cop walks up to him on the other side when he was in the, in the middle of those pillars, right? right? That cop got shot point blank, period. If you know that this motherfucker is standing between two pillars shoot that folks, you're just going to walk up there and then have your back and be, and, you know, saying have your back to this motherfucker? That was a cop. That that person, that cop thought, you know, saying this is a friend. I'm going to walk over here to this damn pillar. And that's how he got capped. Uh, that person got capped. And, and I know. People don't want to hear that shit, but if you see that video that I saw, you'll that see how that shit, how that worked, how it went down. Point. That cop was not very alert. That's a good point. He he no, like he was comfortable. Not very alert. You know this motherfucker's right there, but you gonna you gonna sneak up to him and then still get shot in the fucking back? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
I guess we all stupid though. I don't know. Maybe. But I'm telling you, when that cop turned around and walked walk back and that, the only way I can explain this, and I'm going to be fair, I'm going to be uh, fair to them. So if they listening, they could probably take this and, and use it for their case. But when he, the only way that that, uh, that could explain the cop being right there is if the frame, the guy when he was videoing and shit like that, the, the frame fast forward and we couldn't catch it. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, when you're, videoing, when you're videoing, there's frames and stuff. So that's the only way I can see that. Uh, you know that cop that was at the end being not the shooter, but and, I'm saying I know you saw what I saw, and that was a fucking cop. That was a white dude that right. was a cop. And then I know the guy it. that filmed it, why was that guy filming that particular part of the of the street? I mean, it seemed kind of odd. But well, he, I mean, he could have been working in Cody and Thug, but you know, I, I just think that that whole thing was a sham because, like I said, I, and I've lived there. I'm telling you right now, Texas. White folks in Texas hated fucking BLM with a passion. Even that damn, y'all seen that, that video with the sheriff getting on, making this damn video saying that we're going to get you and all this other stuff, right? I'm telling you, they hated BLM. So this was just I mean, a perfect I, fucking opportunity to come through. And I look at it like this. I mean, I'm not saying the guy didn't do it or wasn't a part of it. I just don't think he did it alone. I just don't think there's any way he could have done all of that damage, first of all, and not get away. And second of all, um, have this confession that I acted alone and I'm not a part of any group. Now, I just hate white people. Now, now, all that what, is just what, what was, what, what was the deal with they, – they, I know when the story was first breaking, they was talking about it could, it could be bombs somewhere or some shit like that. What, well, what they mentioned – that he said that you will eventually find the IEDs and that he had planted some bombs. When he had time to do that, I have no idea. Uh, and you know, if, even if it, even if it were true, which I don't think that it was, <laughs> that was their that was their story to cover for their bombs. Because if they if they weren't able to catch his ass where they caught him at, they were probably gonna blow some damn shit up to get his ass. to blow the guy up. Um, right. I mean, he had no. The, the sniper. Man, I never. You know, like I said, I don't feel sorry for anybody who takes innocent lives getting killed. But I, right. I promise, when I heard that, I was just like, "Hold on, ain't that the shit they do when they use the robots? When they like in um, the I know when uh, years back, uh, I know Bobby remember this when when the U.S. was trying to take back Fallujah and stuff. They were starting yeah. to use that kind of stuff because of all the. The uh, we, we you know the, the landmines and all that shit they had planted, but on a civilian, and you outnumbered one guy. Whatever happened to tear gas? And even if you kill him, but I'm saying, but a bomb. That's like, I, I'm not saying it like I feel sorry for the dude dying, but I just done seen a lot of crazy shit, and I ain't never heard of. They didn't even use a bomb to go get El Chapo. This this motherfucker done killed the whole country, damn. Near. I mean, <laughs> it's like you know the guy that shot the people up in the church. They were able to take him out. The guy that shot right. people up in Colorado, they were able to take him out. This guy is clearly trapped, and you can throw some tear gas in there, and he ain't got no choice but to come out or shoot himself. But instead, he does like a bad guy from a James Bond movie and tells you his whole plan, and then you blow him up. And then if the guy had a bomb, wouldn't you want to – okay, like this This is the way I see it, and I'm definitely – I don't have no kind of military or legal – background but just me being a common citizen if i thought a guy 
was part of some kind of conspiracy, especially where a lot of bombing go going on. I'm going to use tear gas, put his ass to sleep, wake him up, water boil his ass, and say, what is shit at, man? What is shit at? You know, if you kill the dude, if it was a conspiracy, you're never going to find out. Exactly. I mean, it's, I said, man, it's just, the shit just don't add up. That's all I'm saying. It's a Republican fuzzy mask, you know. So, and they let somebody get away with murdering police officers. Are you guys serious? But, I mean, it, it's like Christopher Doran, like uh, like Bobby brought up. This is a guy that actually had information on police officers or had complaints against police officers. So, when they started chasing him, we all knew there was no way they were going to let him leave. And sure enough, he, he died that day. Once they caught up with him, they... Well, they burned him. They burned him. Burned down the house he was in. Didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> he had some. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they was trying to do. They was trying to do the other dude like that, but he went to Russia for exile. What was the whistleblower yeah. name? Uh, the little white Snowden. boy, uh, WikiLeaks and stuff. Uh, yeah, Snowden. yeah, Snowden. You know, yeah, they they so know what the deal is. <laughs> when it's when it's someone now, of course, if this guy lives. And he's not who they say he is, and he can say, "Hey, I'm being framed. I don't know what these folks talking about." Blah blah blah. But if he's dead, then there's really nothing else to say. And then we talking about you know, an explosion. I mean, so, man. like I said, <laughs> all of this was convenient. Huh. All of this, that, I have that. never seen so much information just given. Uh, where a guy tells you his plan, he tells you, "Oh, don't go after nobody else. It's just me." Which, in, you know, in every episode of Law and Order, when a dad says that to protect his son, they still investigate and arrest the son. So it's not like that matters anyway. But this guy says, I'm the only one. I acted alone. Even though you said there were four snipers, even though I got to a rooftop, shot 11 people, then ran, well, shot 10 people, then ran down and shot one more street level, none of that makes any sense. I mean, unless this guy is the Flash, none of this makes any sense. Man. For him to go, we up saw top. the video of that guy in action doing his thing. He was turning around, bow, bow, bow. He was like a professional. Does not mean that he had to have a whole lot of training. He could have taught himself. Hey, my dad can shoot a, a, a mosquito's heart in the midnight. You know what I'm saying? But it it just depends on who you are, how much. You've been around guns and everything else. It does not mean you have to have a whole lot of special training. You know, with, with, with the old I mean, country guys, with your grandfather and stuff, what kind of training they had. And even if this guy was good enough to go from Micah X to, to Wesley Sniper, I, I mean, like I said, the logistics of everything still makes it seem like that one person could not have done all of it in that period of time. And, and then he and was then, good even, too because if you even were, if he was that if good, what were well, you twelve stories up and every shot, every shot perfectly hit everybody white. Now I'm just like, man, you <laughs> shit, you could tell what Eminem. <laughs> if you're that good, how do you get caught in a crowd full of you know fifteen thousand people? Black and not, but hey, but not only that though. But if you mad at BLM and white folks in general, why don't you just spray everybody? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You 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 got a chance right now to take out everybody. And that would make back up with this. I watched this. I watched this interview with this this white lady, who said, uh, 
And she had already discussed the interview with the reporter because the reporter said, please remember we're on live TV, so watch your language. And because she, you know, had quoted some people and had, had said some things about the police. But she said she overheard some Black Lives Matter people taunting the police before the shooting start, started. Now, this is when they, when they said they had four snipers, right? So she said she overheard the taunting of the police. And then the shooting started. Now, keep in mind, this woman stays on the 15th floor. So from 15 floors away, she overheard a conversation with the police on the street. Right. I mean, it was too much misinformation going on. Right. They, they discredited that anyway because they started showing, uh, they, they, they posted videos of Black Lives Matter uh, folks, you know, dancing with some of the cops and stuff and, and laughing and, you know, hugging cops and stuff. So they discredited right. that, that little thing uh, immediately. <clears throat> So, I don't know. The whole Man, thing. You know what, though? One, one thing I hate about, one thing that I hate about the way they try to portray Black Lives Matter, they act like white people are not part of Black Lives Matter. White people belong to Black exactly. Lives Matter. Matter exactly. of fact, the cop that got killed in Texas uh, a year and a half ago, when three people assaulted this guy and killed him in some little town, three people did it. They all was part of Black Lives Matter, but two of them was white. Well, I mean, I, I guess when it's all said and done, I, 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 this has been, whether it was, you know, a legit uh, assassination uh, attempt it, by it, this it, white it's guy just or not. a bunch of shit to get everybody's mind like, off the real pictures, which is I was the, gonna the, say, the, the economy. About last week, about I didn't mean to cut y'all off again, but, but last the, week or the week before last, y'all help me out. The SP and all that shit crashed when, uh, when, uh, when when uh, the, uh, Great Britain, uh, England pulled out of the uh, Brexit. Yeah, when the, when they pulled out of the uh, and the uh, you know it kind of messed up the currency and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and shit was yeah. falling, still was dropping like six hundred points in an hour. See, every time something like that happened, they're gonna do some more bullshit. So uh, the the last time that stuff happened, it was it was something going on with the economy. Then you know we had you know supposedly we had nine eleven. So I'm just saying, man. It, 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 like I said, see, it's like we we the shit the is last crazy because minutes. they know nobody's going to believe it, and that's smart because nobody's going to believe it. They're gonna the, the the people that catch on, you're gonna be looked at like you're losing your mind or something. Kind of like the movie Arlington Road. <laughs> You know, and then right, if Bobby right. get to check it out, right. Loose Change 9-11, because that's one of the best movies i ever seen. Yeah. I've documented because it gives scientific background on certain things that you can't justify even on your most skeptical day. So it's like once that happened, once they happened, and when 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 when, when, when Britain pulled out of the, 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 uh, the European Union, and the stocks started dropping like that. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I kept saying, man, it seemed like it was going to be some crazy shit happening to get everybody's mind off this. And and and, and like I say, now, it could be just a coincidence, but when people start getting shot randomly or just shot for nothing and all that stuff and riots going on, it's easy to get off the bigger picture, you know, because the economy affects everybody, you know. Uh, racial profiling only affects you know, the minority group, and it's not like black doctors and shit like that so much. It's pretty much the average person pretty much in black neighborhoods and stuff. But, you know, but when that economy started getting bad, you watch. 
these motherfuckers gonna do something crazy to get everybody's mind off of it. Well, I mean, I think when you, the case in point is when you look at, we've spent 30 minutes talking about this Dallas shooting because it was very intricate, a lot of information, and very little time talking about uh, Phil Castile and Alton Sterling. So uh-huh. it's already turned that into yesterday's news. You know, yeah, and then and then is, nobody this, this remembers already, the, uh, the Orlando shooting. That didn't even exist no more. And then um, uh, Freddie Gray and Michael Brown, and I forgot the kid name. Right. Right. Uh, and there was, yeah, a, there know, was a white guy that got shot in uh, Wisconsin, I think, by the police. Uh, when he was, I think he was laying on the ground. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, when they so, so with, with this stuff in Dallas, it was almost perfect time. Well, like I say, just I'm assuming it's a coincidence, but it was almost a perfect coincidence where behind two things that was going to really make stuff explode with you know with protests and stuff like that, it seemed like. That shit popped off right when that was just get ready to hit his mark, because um, when when that video came out with the, with the black dude in Minnesota moaning, and then when that when that uh when that when the Arab guy was saying that you know the CD guy was out there all the time, you know, and when he showed his video, when they showed his video come out and they showed like the guy the cop reaching the dude pocket and pull his pull his gun or something out, it's like yeah they finna frame it. It wasn't dude. a gun, I don't think. Well, they thought it was a gun, you know. But uh, they, you know, they ain't got no business going to man's pockets. Then on top of that, they said they was they they had the store owner in there six hours. He can he's suing uh Baton Rouge now. I don't know if y'all heard about that. They said this dude they had this dude uh uh obtained for six hours. He owned the store. He ain't shot nobody. He in there for six hours because they didn't want to pull that damn tape out. It's a mess, I tell you. All right, um, I got some more questions, uh, but I'll go through them kind of quickly, try to wrap it up. Now, in hundreds of police departments across the country, the percentage of whites on the force is more than 30% higher than in the communities they usually serve. And because of that, you don't really see representation in certain neighborhoods. Uh, Buck, I'll I'll go to you since you're, you're back on, and then I'll go to Crystal. Uh, the Dallas police chief says that if more minorities will stop pro- protesting and join the police force, they can reduce police brutality against minorities. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, you got more of them on the force, then you less likely to have brutality. But, I mean, that's, that's just common sense, really. But you don't want the reverse effect of them having, you know, you, you know, in any event, all police officers, regardless of what color they are, they're going to have to go through some sort of evaluation and continue training um, so they can diffuse, the, you know, diffuse, you know, confrontation versus causing confrontation. So, you know, we got to look at this from both sides. Yeah, that would be nice if they had more of the police force in certain areas. But at the same time, we have to address the issue of police brutality and, and and get to you know get to the root of the cause. So with continued training and continued screening on the front end, that will also greatly reduce the you know the um, you know that sort of thing from happening. So we got to look at it from both sides. 
Crystal, do you have a comment on it? Crystal? Okay. Uh, Ray, do you think that will work? Do you think more black cops would um, equal less violence? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's a possibility, but I mean, really, like I say, black folks is going to be against each other, just on these issues, they come together, and anytime you got a person in position, we're going to say the person is Uncle Tom, and then he had to do this and that to keep his job and, and all that. Now, he's the police chief. Instead of people following that example, and say, well, okay, if I can get in here, maybe I can change some things that's going on. No, I mean, how how can you? You know, it ain't enough people joining the force. Ain't enough people willing to change anything. Anything rioting or tearing something up, everybody with that. But trying to use your brain, be a part of the system, change the system, nobody wants to do that. We'd rather talk and come up with theories and say things that we know goddamn well ain't true. But, you know, that's not going to change anything. I mean, if you get a black cop, you know what a black cop going to feel? He going to feel like, why every time I come out here, y'all doing something that caused me to arrest you. Now, it's not everybody, and people... Don't see what the real problem is The real problem is is I can't tell If you're a good guy If you're a bad guy And since you look like You may be a bad guy You're going to be a suspect That's just the way it goes It's just like you go to any white town You want to go to You good Go and eat Chill Okay. Anywhere where everything is civilized. Now, you go to New Orleans, Jackson, uh, Detroit, Newark, any of these black cities, if you don't know somebody, you might not be good over there. But we don't want to talk about that. You might not be good. If you don't know somebody, you might not be good. Might be cool. Can you count your money and stuff in the street? Who knows? So we got to address them issues. We understand police is not right, and they probably ain't never going to be right. But we got to control what we control. And then you got to realize, why are you a suspect? Because so many of us committing these crimes out here, and now we don't want to own up to we doing a lot of criminal activity instead of making things better and setting a, being a role model for these kids out here. You understand? That's where a lot of it comes from. And everybody get jumped or beaten or whatever happens. Why is it always some criminal activity involved? Okay, you selling cigarettes. Not a crime you should get killed for, but it's illegal. I'm selling CDs. That's copyright infringement. Uh, Not a crime for you to get killed for. At the same time, why is there something happening before you get killed. 
that's I mean, in all some I want. Cases, and there I is, got a question for everybody on the radio. If you were a black cop in a black neighborhood, how would you police your own people? And I would like to hear that from every fucking body. Because if you don't live in a black city, you have lived in a black city or been to a black college or something. How would you police your own people? I've never been afraid of my neighborhood. Now, if you mean just any black neighborhood, um, no, I'm talking about anywhere. You, I mean, you, I, you, I, you, you close to Jackson. You love your I people. Don't think, it's more, it's more I don't people think my first, I don't think my first option would be, regardless of what neighborhood I would be in, and everyone could, you know, speak on this and their, their final thoughts personally. My first option is not to shoot to kill. Um, if I have a taser, I will use a taser. Uh, there's some incidents where you can use your nightstick. I, I just don't. My first option is not to grab my gun. Well, well, mine is is what I well they didn't use it, but uh, Channel 16 that came up to uh, Walmart. We was doing a fundraiser Sunday, and uh, one of the comments I made is something that actually they did in Dallas, and they they did it in. 2011, and um, uh, profiling um, charges, cases anyway, complaints, no, I say complaints, was down 83%. That's astronomical uh, when they implemented the DART program. See, a lot of times, half of it is, half of it is, you know, people have to understand where they're working at. You know, it's just like, you don't have to be a part of nothing, but it's it's not gonna kill a cop to go to a, a kid's little league baseball game because guess what? Some of them guys are gonna be criminals, but you are gonna already know the difference between. It's like, well, yeah, that guy's cousin is a drug dealer, that guy's brother's a gang member, but I remember him. You are gonna know the difference. Then you are gonna start understanding that. And this might not happen in every case, you know, but it, it's a difference between just lumping everybody all together and you say, shit, man, all these niggas look crazy and stuff. Let me just start. Shooting, kind of like how the uh, the football player, I think he played in Florida somewhere and had a wreck in South Carolina, and, and he was asking for help, and this damn white boy unloaded on him, killed him. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I you know, that type that. of shit. So if, if you know, the way I would do it is pretty much kind of what I do now. It's just like, you know, if if people are accustomed to seeing you, and, and, you, and you know, and I don't know if y'all know cops or not, but most of the cops that have most problems are the guys that treat it like a job. They're not trying to – it's like, okay, yeah, sometimes a cop got to pull out that bill of equipment and hoop your ass, and I ain't got no problem with that. But at the same time, you should also be the same cop that, you know, hey, if somebody got a flat or some shit, they shouldn't have to be elderly and white for you to want to assist them. You know what I'm saying? You, you should – People are not stupid. People know the difference between good intention, where clearly the there was a breakdown in communication, and they know the difference between somebody freaking out, lumping everybody in one category, and you 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 a pussy, and you just start pulling that trigger, you know, because you never really took the time to understand where you was working at, you know, no different than if if um, the military. 
you know, I mean, Bobby, you definitely correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not in the military, but I'm pretty sure they do a full understanding of where they get ready to go into so they won't have to do a lot of, I'm not saying, you know, civilians won't get killed, but just think if you just went somewhere blind. You didn't take time to understand the customs are a little bit different, some of the stuff they're saying a little bit different. Well, you're going to probably freak out too and just start killing people. But if you take the time to halfway know what you're dealing with, it limits stuff. And Dallas was a perfect example, barring this, this stuff that happened. When they implemented the DART program, and Q, you have the research to make sure I got the, the years right on it. I think they said 2011, but the complaints for racial profiling went down like 20, 83%. That is unheard of. Those are some those are some very low numbers in a very short time, and all the DART program was was creating liaisons between the police and the community. And with those kids, you know, yeah, they, they the, the older guys, yeah, they they wrote off. But those kids have an image of a cop doing something other than just arresting people and slamming them in cars and stuff. Yeah, of course that's their job, but that shouldn't be the only image of that. I mean, that's no different than us being in school. And, you know, it's cool to see your principal come to a football game or something. But, you know, you don't only want to see your principal suspending kids. I mean, it's, you you got to balance that shit out. <laughs> so I, I think Definitely that, that a lot. Definitely that. And then um, as far as why we always see black people going to jail for this or getting in trouble for this or well, – I mean, we get pulled over more, first of all. It's not that white people don't commit crimes. Is that just like Phil Castile, right? This guy didn't have a criminal record, but he had been pulled over 31 different times by the police uh, for just minor, minor things. Now, of course, if somebody pulls you over for speeding, that's one thing. But if somebody pulls you over for, uh, they said that he got pulled over for improper display of his his uh, tag, you know. Or he got right. pulled over, huh? No, oh. yeah, I was just, I was, I was just like sighing in sarcasm, like yeah. No. I mean, they know. they had a couple of things that he got pulled over that were actually dismissed, and one cop actually got in trouble for pulling them over for. But this is a guy that had been pulled over, you know, like I said, over thirty times, and he doesn't have a criminal record. I mean, it was people pulling him over, and he was used to it, which is why, you know, he kind of knew the protocol, except to maybe have his license out before. Beforehand, which is why his girlfriend was probably filming in the first place, because this is a guy who had been pulled over, you know, they say at least 31 times in the last 14 years. And I think he had been pulled over. Um, I want to say it was more than that, just since he was um, started driving at 17. Yeah. So like now, I, said, I respect people for doing their job, but but uh, I, I don't had like um, several occasions where it hadn't happened you know, why I lived in Jackson, but when I go back to my hometown and stuff like that, well, several occasions, these motherfuckers already got their guns out. And I'm sitting up here like, okay, a nigga with a carload of kids and shit. I'm just like, you know, I try to put myself on both ends of it. I'm like, man, what the fuck you looking at where you got to have a damn gun out? When you do that, it don't necessarily mean you crazy, but it do mean you scared. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. You got no, your I'm, gun out? <laughs> I want to ask y'all this. Um, why would a guy be given his license if he's sitting on the passenger side? Um, I think they just checked the warrant. 
You say you think they just did what? They check for warrants to make sure everybody in the car, make sure no one has a warrant. Okay. Now, what I say time and time again is not popular, but, you know, I, I don't care about that. Time and time again, when you run into police, I always try to tell people how to be safe. But we have right. folks that want to go out and say, fuck that, and we're going to do this way, and we try this and try that. Hey, I'm trying to keep people safe. You shouldn't say anything until the officer asks you something. You walk up to my car, hey, how you doing today, sir? And I don't use, I don't call nobody, sir, but I'm respect cops. Okay, now, he's going to tell you what he stopped you for. You asking all these questions and talking out of term and all that, you can say you got rights all you want. But the end of the day, you got to get out of there safely. And the thing is, is I don't think a lot of people do that. Okay, well, he go my license, he go my registration, everything. You reach him before the man tell you anything. Hey, I'm sitting there, I'm not saying anything. Now, you may want to talk to me. You may want to talk to the driver. You may want to, I don't know what's going on. Let's see first. And that's all I tell people, not who's at fault and all that. Hey, a person shouldn't get shot for reaching in their wallet. We all know that. But at the same time, you talking about, oh, we got a license to carry. Okay, well, why do you have a license to carry? And you telling them that first. You understand? It's a lot left I, out of the whole situation. You say what? I don't, I don't have a problem with anything. I don't think Phil Castillo did anything wrong. Uh, we don't. We, we don't he know let, that. He let them know he had a, a license to carry because he didn't want. I guess to put them on alert, like, hey, I have a. I mean, because if he had bad intentions, he wouldn't have said he had a gun. But yeah, but uh, but you lean over as though you reaching for your wallet. Don't reach and tell me you got a gun. I don't think there's no justification for a guy shooting into a car with a kid in the back. I'm. I didn't said that over and over, but everybody gonna take from it that. You know that the cop is was right. I never said the cop was right. Only thing I'm saying, you as a man, you know how you are perceived, right, wrong, or indifferent. Whether you one of the guys that put that perception out there or not, you should say, okay, wait a minute, I'm not reaching for anything. You know, cop, come over. He's gonna tell you what it's all about. Don't say anything. And I don't believe that that occurred. I don't know. I don't know. He That's was shot when the video came on. When the video started rolling, he was shot. Not when the cop pulled him over, they just started rolling no video. That's where everybody's missing. So yeah, but the girl, the girl is asking questions though during the video. He never refuted any of that. So that kind of, you know, that kind of infers that you know what what we're saying. The cop did refute that. I told him not to go for his life. You didn't hear him say that? Or no, I didn't hear him say that. You, something different. you didn't hear the cop say that? No, I, I, I didn't hear what you said. He said, I told him not to reach for his license. You did not hear the cop. Well, the rest of y'all didn't hear the cop say that. Right, well, okay, yeah, I heard that, but, so but he, she said, but you so told him to get it. 
he refuted what she said. I'm not saying he's right, but I'm saying he refuted what she said. And when the video come on, the man was already shot. That's all I'm saying. Now, cops could be 100% wrong, but to lock that man up and say, okay, this is what you did, and the guy told him he was concealed, had a concealed weapon, to, to anything is possible. But for a cop to roll up on you and say, show me your license, and when you reach for him, he just start popping for no reason? I don't know. I think it's more to it than that. I don't know. That's that's happened in the past. I remember Richard Pryor used to make fun of that on his stand-up about people getting shot in the 70s going for their license. Because he said he used to yell yeah. at the officers, I am going in, the pocket, in my pocket for my license because I yeah. don't want to be an accident. It's, it's nothing new. Yeah. It's an old thing. I, I knew when I first started driving, don't reach in your glove compartment and all that kind of stuff gets your license. Right. We all understood that. We all heard that. But what I'm saying is he's on the passenger side. The guy said, oh, I have a gun, but I have a permit, and I'm reaching for my license. And the guy just up and just starts shooting. Uh but hell, a kid that. got down to the playground for playing with a gun. I mean, without he didn't get a chance to say anything. So I mean, it, it's possible a motherfucker. I, I, a couple I, I, I of watched the video of of Tamir Wright. Tamir Wright. Tamir Wright pointed that gun at that man. He got up from the table when the cop rolled up. Now Tamir Wright was almost two hundred pounds, almost five nine. Nobody's not gonna tell you that. So he didn't know he was a kid when he rolled up on him. And he got up because I watched the whole video. Like I said, I'm not going to talk until I see it. If I didn't see it, I said, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I so mean. the whole video. He got up from the picnic table with the gun in his hand pointed at them. Now, somebody tell you they, it happened otherwise, I dispute that because I saw the video myself. Well, I mean, my now, biggest I'm problem not, was that. Is that the 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 nine one one operator was told that they thought the gun that the gun was supposed to be fake, and that and that the, it was a kid playing with it. I mean, and then I've seen worse situations with with white people who have actually shot police and still been taken without incident. Let me go to the two hundred nine incident. Excuse me, two hundred nine area code to the Golden State of California. Welcome on my man Fred. I hadn't heard remember the why. What's up, Fred? Hey, what's up, Q? How you doing? Doing well, man. Glad to have you on. Um, I'm not sure where you want to get in on all of this, but, uh, I mean, you can feel um, free to uh, Where I want to get it is that we have to take into context of why we're, like, um, why we're being shot. Because the thing is, you talk about, okay, Tamir Rice being in an open carry state. Um, he's having a gun. Um, Philando Castile got shot for putting his license. He mistakenly thought he was going to pull for a gun. And then you get into... Alton, Alton was selling his CDs. Those might have been his CDs he was selling. So versus versus the sto- videos that I have seen online, you know, the white guy with the hatchet, and there was another video I saw like sometime last year with this other white male who was waving like a, he might think he had an AR-15 or some type of gun. So if we're going to talk about, oh, white people get killed too, let's put it in context of why are they getting bullets versus why we're getting bullets. Okay, um, the only outrage that I would see is of a 19-year-old in Fresno, California, who it was a, a young white male who was who was shot, who was mistaken for an armed person with a rifle, and 
and uh, Dylan Noble, that's the guy that who was shot by the police. He didn't have a gun. He was just in his truck. He just happened to be in the same place. So, uh, and he was shot. And that sounds like something that's to be outraged for because he was unarmed. He was mistaken for somebody else. So let's put in everything context of why we're getting shot versus the other people are getting shot. And that's a good point. I mean, um, there was an incident, I think the day before yesterday, where um, a white man fired seven shots from a shotgun, actually shot an officer, and they took him down with tear gas. And he was brought into custody alive, you know, no bullet wounds. I mean, you know, there, there, there appears to be a double standard when it comes to when black people have a gun and when white people have a gun. And, uh, I mean, there are numerous YouTube videos of white guys with guns doing things because uh, there's one white guy, I just thought he was crazy, that was doing some stuff to provoke police, that he didn't get shot, but he was trying to prove a point. I personally thought he was crazy. But, I mean, you know, there was um, that, the guy that did the shooting with the shotgun in, in Texas, that happened at the very same time a black man in Houston by the name of Alva Brazil was gunned down for not committing a crime. You know, so this is a white guy that shoots a cop and he's taken alive a black man that didn't commit a crime who got shot in the street. I mean, at the, at the same time. So, I mean, there is a difference in how it's being handled and that's what people really need to try to address. And I appreciate Fred and his two cents. And there's a lot I didn't get to get to, but I'll save it um, for another time. Cause I, I do ultimately want to discuss uh, President Obama and his role in this uh, And we can get to that at another time But I guess I'll go ahead to final thoughts As we, we've hit the two hour mark And Dr. Willis, you, Ray, and Buck Are the ones left on the line here Looking for your final thoughts So uh, Buck, I'll start with you I know you kind of dropped off and you got back in So if you have any final thoughts Then I'll go to Dr. Willis and then Ray Alright, uh, great show I did miss some of it but um, great show. The bottom line of it is this. We have a serious problem in this country with, uh, you know, the police officers um, killing black for whatever the reasons may be. Um, that's problem. You know, the, the main problem we got to look at here is problem on both sides. It's not just the cops. It's us, too. We have to look at, you know, I heard a lot of what Ray had to say and, and what um, Dr. Willis had to say as well. You have to. We really have to start looking at ways to diffuse diffuse this problem. Um, we got to look at ourselves. We got to look at the police officers and their training. So therefore, you know, this can be stopped. You know, there's too many innocent lives being lost. Are there some some of these guys that are not so innocent that are getting shot and killed? Why certainly. Um, and you know, too often a time we're not looking at that aspect of it. Um, and we really need to look at that aspect of the well. But the cops already have a tough, en- tough enough job to do. They have to protect and serve, and their lives are put on the line every single day. So that's something that they take in. You know, that's something that has to be taken into account um, when they come up on these situations. But at the same time, not every black person you come across is going to have a gun ready to blow your brains out. So you have to really look at both sides of the issue. Um, a lot of people are denouncing, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, but there's no reason to denounce that simply because what they're doing is 
letting everybody know that there's a problem. And most most of their marches are, are peaceful. Um, the guy that did the shooting out there in Dallas didn't have anything to do with it. You know, he just happened to be there and decided, he, you know, he was ready to take things out and take matters in his own hands. But, you know, that's another story entirely. You know, he served in the military. He could have been, you know, tripping out on, you know, post-traumatic stress for all we know. We don't know because he's dead. So there's a lot of things you got. There's a lot of aspects of everything that we got to look at. You just can't blame it on the group. So common sense got to play a role in some of this as well. But uh, great show as always. I know we could probably talk about this subject for two or three more shows from different different angles. But definitely got a you know definitely got a lot of information out there and hope you know hope we can apply it and try to get this solved so no other no other innocent lives get lost on either side of the either side of the field. But everybody have a great night. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And Dr. Willis, I go with you. All right. Um let's see where to start here. Um I think that uh, you know, for for the longest we, we we've been led to believe that police their job is to protect and serve. That is just a slogan. That was just a slogan adopted by some little town that's just called fire. The police job is to enforce the law. I have no problem with that. I respect police officers. Uh, the ones that come to work and do their job, you know. But the problem is, is like uh, like Ray said and like uh, Bucket said also, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, a, it's a two-sided problem. You got some high-headed Negroes out here that, you know, it's like, well, I ain't got to, you know, do this, I ain't got to do that, or, you know, and, you know, they're belligerent or whatever the case may be. And then you got your Rambo cops that know, hey, if I kill this nigga, you know, I'm going to get off. So, I mean, you know, that that's where that's where the problem lies in and, 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 and what we what we don't you know really fully realize is that both sides are pawns into uh a bigger plan to keep filling the prisons. All right, because if the police departments aren't filling jails and prisons, they don't get their grants. All right. They can't just go into white neighborhoods and do it because guess what? It's hard it's harder to go into a white neighborhood and, and, and arrest somebody than it is to go into a poor inner city um, um, neighborhood and grab a snatch up a black kid. All right, so that's why, like I said, that's why you see cops standing around. And they don't do nothing because they know this. They know they have to. Fit, they have to meet their quotas. They have to fill up these damn jail cells. All right, or they don't eat. Okay, so so both sides are being pawns into this damn over this bigger plan. All right, and I know that sounds like conspiracy uh, theory, and maybe it is. But I'm telling you what I've seen, what I know. As far as police, you know, the thing is, half the police department in any city are all former military, all right? We can go to Iraq, Afghanistan, any one of these countries over there, get shot at, and they tell us the rules of engagement, you don't shoot back until we give you the order, all right? So these guys, they can do that over there, but you mean to tell me they come over here, they're fully um, geared up, they're protected, and they got they're stand they're standing there facing unarmed citizens, you know, with nothing, and they right. can't restrain themselves. They can follow the rule of engagement. That I, I'm not buying that. I mean, I'm sorry. They're scared. Oh my God. You know what? We were scared. You know, uh, a lot of my a lot of my folks were scared over in Iraq and things like that. But guess what? They still performed under pressure. They don't get that type of pressure over here that they had over there. And if they got PTSD or something like that, they shouldn't be out there anyway. All right. So there is no excuse. 
to what's going on with the with the bad police officers. All right, and just because somebody speaks out against the police officers, don't mean they're against police. All right, it's just that particular police that's doing something stupid. Just like if somebody speak out against some black dude that 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 get hurt in 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 the line of getting arrested, that don't mean they're against all black folks. All right. But at the same time, you're not going to sit up and tell me that being belligerent is a freaking warrant for a death sentence. I'm not buying that. You you can you can say that because you know that that just don't make sense. Police, their job is not to uh, execute people. All right? When they enforce law, they bring you in and then they allow a judge to give you your punishment. All right? And all these 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 killings that we've been witnessing in the last few few days and or even months or even years have not been people shooting at the cops or threatening the cops or putting their life in the line. That's just that's just the uh, the fail safe for the cops. They always say that. Oh, he's got a gun. That 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 is their safety call, their safety net to keep from going to jail and getting punished. So I'm not buying any of that stuff. That uh, you know, you can say what you want and you know, anybody you know, anybody can say what they want, that's fine. All right, but this this right here has got to stop. It both ends, yeah, both you know, both ends are at fault. But no matter what you say or do, if you're not pulling the gun or a knife on the cop or threatening their life or threatening the life of somebody else, they have no reason to kill you. All right, being pulled over because you got a wide set nose is not a reason to kill you. Your car backfiring is not a reason for four or five cops to dump and unload on your car. That's not a reason to kill you. Okay, I can I can I can give you that pointing the gun at somebody, right? That that may be justified then. But all these other things, kids handcuffed face down on the on the ground, getting shot, killed, that is not a reason to kill you. So if that makes you know, me the bad guy and all this, that and other, then I'm fine with that. You know, if the government is listening, I'm fine with that. I've I've seen all these tactics that they're using is just fail safe to keep them from getting punished. All right. When somebody's on the ground they're getting choked out they're going to reach for the person choking them because they got to breathe. Your body is instant, automatically uh, responds to that is to freaking breathe. So now they turn and say, "Oh, he's attacking me," just to authorize them uh, killing you. But I'm not going. I'm not going to stay on this too long. But I'll tell you right now, this, 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 like any 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 type of movement or march, the purpose of it is to highlight the problem. Those BL, BLM folks are no, they've been protesting peacefully. So there's no reason for anybody to end up shooting at these things or whatever case may be. If it is, then that needs to be investigated. But that thing that happened down in Texas, I think, is a whole lot deeper than one guy who just, you know, happened to be a patsy for some bigger plan. And that, and with that, you know, good night. And, um, you know, it was good talking it up with everybody, all the show legends on the show. And thanks for having me on, Q. All right. I appreciate it, man. I definitely appreciate it. And something else that um, probably needs to be discussed at some point, um, when you have police dressed in military gear as opposed to regular gear, I think it kind of incites people as well because you can tell the difference when you see police oh, yeah, dressed in does. military gear as opposed to just regular police clothes as far as how people react to them. But um, oh, yeah. that's something they might need to discuss. But, Ray, shut it down for me, man. Oh, so yeah, you know, it was a great show tonight. I mean, Many different opinions or a couple of different opinions. But, you know, I listen to everybody's opinion. I cannot agree with it. But, you know, I don't try to slide nobody with disrespectful comments. But, you know, it is what it is. My my, my thing is this. 
I feel like it's, it's people that need to get a better understanding, whether it's police or it's civilians. And this is the biggest problem. You have blacks and you have niggas. Niggas are the people that are going to hurt you and they convince you that when the cops hurt them that we're all on the same team. We're not on the same team. So the guys that you have that you say, well, oh, you black too. Oh, really? That's true. But at the same time, you have to conduct yourself correctly, and a lot of this shit will go away. But at the same time, we understand the police need better training. They are aggressive. I agree with all those things. But if we would just comply for a lot of things, wouldn't happen the way that it happens. Now, that means there's some give and take on both sides. We got too many people saying, we're going to straighten out these police, we're going to straighten out these police. Meanwhile, the crooks and the criminals going to do what they want on the street, and everybody's supposed to be all right with that. Then they say, well, somebody wasn't really doing nothing. Like one guy commented, said a guy got shot for selling CDs. That's not what he got shot for. He got shot because they got a call saying that he had a gun. And when they came on the scene, I don't know why a scuffle ensued if you had a gun. Only thing you should have did was put your gun down on the ground and backed away from it or put your hands up in the air. When that didn't happen, see, we could easily show the end of a video after they talked for five minutes or you know, try to negotiate for five minutes and things go bad. And everybody says, oh, look what they did. Okay, I want to see it from the time they got out of their car, what happened. You know, and I just want everybody to try and do better, whether you're a cop or whether you're a civilian. Try and do better. I don't agree with standing up for people who are doing wrong. I don't care if it's my mama. If you're doing wrong, I got to tell you about it. Yeah, if you're doing wrong, I got to tell you about it. We like, well, you know, and turn it this way and turn it that way. We just spinning it black all day, spinning it black all day. Damn, man. Let's tell the truth a little bit, too. You know, all white ain't right and all black ain't right either. You know, we got to meet somewhere in the middle. That's what makes us a melting pot. That's what makes us America. And, you know, it, it's, it was a good show. It was a great discussion. I know we was going to disagree. But, you know, you got to have a voice from all sides. Not everybody's okay. saying what you feel like black folks are supposed to say. And, you know, let, let's look at it on all sides. But it was a great show, great topic, you know, and Enjoy hearing everybody, although I disagree with with some of the comments that was made, you do have a right to speak those comments. And, you know, look forward to when we can continue the discussion on this, and everybody have a good night. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to also, I, I didn't, you know, I dropped off for a little bit, but I also wanted to bring this up, and then we may want to even talk about this next Tuesday to further expound on this. I can't remember the state, 
but there is one state in October, I think, that's actually making it um, impossible for you to see dash cam and body cam videos. I want to say North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, North North Carolina Carolina is that state. So that's going to make things a whole lot difficult. See, all this dash cam and body cam videos are catching this in the, the police officers in the act. Once this is passed, then you have to get a court order to, you know, get that dash cam or body cam information. So between that time, you know, there's, I'm not saying this will happen, but we know that, it, you know, in some instances it, it may, you know, things could get erased. So this is something that um, that needs to be addressed um, maybe on a more of a you know bigger level other than state. So just something you know, just something we might want to chew on for next Tuesday. And that's true. And I mean, to me, the body cameras are 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 a joke. Um, the body cameras in the incident with um, Alton Sterling were quote unquote dislodged from both of the cops during the scuffle. Um, so there was no evidence there. Um, I, I I don't think, and, and we've seen people choked out. We've seen people shot. I mean, on body cameras, and no one's gone to jail yet. So I really don't see the purpose. That's just tax money they could have spent on potholes, if you ask me. So if they want to try to cover it up, I really don't know if it's going to make a difference or not. Uh, but it's definitely something to pay attention to. So I appreciate that information. Uh, but great show tonight. Um, I thought everyone did a great job making their, their points, and I'll, I'll give everyone a round of applause. And what I said at the beginning of the show, um, I stand by. I'm not going to tell anyone to believe this or believe that. It's up to you to get the information and then go from there. And like I stated at the beginning, I have the people, the show legends, who are going to give you different perspectives, and it's up to you to do something with it. And that's what we do. We all give our opinions unapologetically, and you can do with it what you want, you know. So whether it's take bits and pieces of what we said, because I think at some point tonight, all of us were right at some point, what we were saying. But you don't necessarily have to say, well, I'm down with doctors or I'm down with Buck or whatever. You take bits and pieces and form your own opinion. That's what we need to do more of in this country is listen, disseminate, and, and then kind of give our own perspective on it. Stop siding with Bill O'Reilly or siding with Wolf Blitzer and all these things. And, yeah, Wolf, you tell them. Right? That's just stupid. At that point, you're a cheerleader. You're not a thinker. You need to be a thinker. And that's what this show promotes. It promotes thought. So when it comes to the All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter, there's no need to say all lives matter at a Black Lives Matter rally. There's no need to even address that. That's besides the point. That's essentially not fixing the problem, okay? is is really kind of um, giving Black Lives Matter more credibility when you say that. When you go to a doctor with, with a broken arm, you don't say, um, Doc, my arm's broken, He, you know, I need it fixed. He doesn't say all bones are important. We already know all bones are important. What you doing about this broken one? And that's all Black Lives Matter is. It's telling you there's a problem that needs to be fixed. So focus on fixing the problem, 
have a solution for fixing the problem or keep your mouth shut. To me, that's how it should work. Um, as far as black people in the community and protesters, they should. I don't like protests because I don't think they really bring about anything. But if you're going to protest, do it peacefully. There are always some bad apples who are going to run it for everyone. Root those people out, okay, and keep them away or, you know, even if you have to call the police on them, whatever you need to do to get those people from giving your protest a bad name. All right. Black people do need to do some policing themselves within their communities. That's what Ray's alluded to. That's a problem that needs to be handled as best as we can. On the flip side, cops need to admit that they have a problem. And that's something um, that a young lady, I can't think of her name, in Warrington, Ohio, did in a video. I think she may have lost her job. She was a police officer who. No, she didn't. She didn't? Okay. She's a police officer who complained on YouTube about how fellow officers were mistreating minorities, and it was an uproar about that. But um, when people, when cops start policing themselves, people will start to gain more trust in them. Uh, When they're protecting each other's butts, then, I mean, no one's ever going to have any faith in you because you're not about protecting and serving except yourself. So when Someone in a police department admits that there's a problem, like they did in Las Vegas a few years ago. In 2011, Las Vegas admitted they had a problem with profiling, and within a five-year period, I think they saw their um, their um, pulling over of black people or driving around while black cases decreased by 36% or some number that I heard the other day. So, I mean, it makes a difference when you say there's a problem. And and if in Las Vegas, they can admit they have a problem, a place where you can, you know, marry a pig or probably do anything else, then the rest of the United States can admit there is a problem and do something about it. But as long as you have people, you know, sitting up and acting like their police department can do no wrong, then it's never going to get resolved and there's never going to be any trust. Um, like I say, ultimately, we'll get into President Obama and his role in all of this, what he can do or maybe can't do. We'll discuss that at some point in the future. But my thanks to all of you for joining the show. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com. My thanks to smashwords.com for the genesis of Quave, a book you can pick up by John Parnell. Go to smashwords.com. Um, zone coverage tomorrow. We'll discuss boxing. Um, I told I invited the young brothers back on to talk about Kell Brook and Triple G and their upcoming fight. We'll also get into the career of Tim Duncan. He retired after 19 seasons and any other sports talk that may come about. So zone coverage tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern returns to the Talk to Q radio show. Everyone have a great night. Again, great show. Almost went two and a half hours, but there's so much to talk about. Still so much left. You all take care. Go to TalkToQ.com. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it in. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get.
like, oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. No, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. You want to be my <laughs> blog lover. I said some, not all. Thank you. Hey, everybody. What up, what up? The way he was saying some of it, it was ignorant. And I'm going to call it how I see it. Count this bitch out by a number. Oh, my God. Is that it?